0: Welcome to the business of being healthy, where we are passionate about treating our health as good as we treat our wealth. Shelly Bryan here, and I am obsessed with sharing real life experiences and wisdom to help save you time, heartache, and money as you continue to grow personally and professionally. Twice a week, we push aside that BS to take massive intentional action, and I promise by tuning in, you will receive the straightforward talk you've been waiting for, filled with actionable steps that will inspire you to achieve the health and wealth you desire while you are building your empire. I am really excited for today's guest. And... It's a special one because this doesn't happen very often. The last time that I had him on was back at episode 49. And this is none other than Chris, my husband. If you have been tuning in or following on social media, um, you know, Chris and I, we own a general contracting company together and we work it together. Um, we've been married for 18 years now. Um, and it's really been a fun experience working together. We did it in the past and now we're doing it again, but we have a whole lot more experience under our belt that is making this time. I don't like last time was fun, but this time it's like fun and successful. (laughs) It's it's both. So, um, thank you for coming on. Mm -hmm. Um, if you don't know, Chris hates social media. He, uh, doesn't love being on camera. So this is actually a big deal, but the reason that I wanted to have this on is a few, a few actually different reasons is because number one, he is an incredible wealth of knowledge and the perspective that he offers, um, is so great because we help each other's weaknesses. So our strengths are each other's weakness. And so I know that's one thing that's really helped us with our marriage. Um, but Most of the time, Mm -hmm. (laughs) also with parenting. So, yeah, um, and and um, now running the business. So, thank you for coming on.
1: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Sure. Mm -hmm. Okay. (laughs) What episode is
0: this? This oh gosh, I this one will be in the 80s. This one will be in the 80s. So, um, just we've gone by fast. I'm I'm going to hit 100 before the year end. So I'm pretty excited. But let's dive in here because the today's topic is one that I have had this conversation numerous times in some of the networking groups that I'm in um with other female, more female business owners than male. But I think it's actually I think that this topic can go both ways. Mm-hmm. We've experienced both ends of it, and we spent many years following that shiny object. Mm-hmm. And that's what we wanted to talk about first is that shiny object syndrome of, I think, like just entrepreneurship in general. And as a visionary, which you truly are, it's been something that um, I've had to learn to love about you.
1: What do you think? I want to ask, like, because this is, I think the shiny object is, could be hundreds of things. Okay it doesn't necessarily, mine isn't the same as yours and yours isn't the same as someone else's. So I've always just associated it with what I was looking for, but I'm curious what yours was actually.
0: (laughs) No, what I mean by like shiny object. And um, as you can see, you're gonna wanna stay through the end on this because there was no preparation. We just turned on the mic to go for this is is the shiny object is like in it's like always looking for the fastest way to make money or other people are doing this so there's this business that we're going to do oh we can do that even better let's go do that um and starting business after business where you have multiple businesses going at once and so there's only so much capacity that each person can hang on to and and then it hurts like Why
1: why do you think that the like do you what do you but i think it's the shiny object is deeper than that because what we can start um, someone's doing this when you do it better but what do you think that shiny object that you're ch- that people are chasing and is not just being an entrepreneur do you just think it's money
0: well what do you think
1: I don't I can only say what I think it is for me well what, do you, for, what for is it for it you just, for me it was selling a company for like 100 million dollars that was my goal okay and so that was my shiny object and if I saw someone else doing something that was like catching on or things were taken off it was like very easy to get sucked into that saying we can do that too everyone's making a million dollars a freaking day like social media shows uh selling ebay products or something like that or drop shipping and so but i don't think it's the same for everyone i think sometimes people are like i want to be the shiny object is like i want more time with my family so they're like i figure i'm going to work on my own and go work for myself when it's the opposite you know what I mean? They end up mm-hmm. with the opposite result. Mm-hmm. So what, what do you think it is?
0: So real quick, before we dive into the show, I wanted to share that I'm working on my social media presence by focusing on Instagram and LinkedIn. Definitely still learning the LinkedIn game, but it's actually a lot more enjoyable and I can say it's pretty fun, but I can tell you what I love the most is connecting and learning from other like-minded professionals. So if we aren't connected on either platform, I would love to learn more about you and connect together. Go ahead, shoot me a DM, follow me, tag me, let's connect. Let's have some fun elevating our health while we are building our wealth. Well, I think you bring up a good point that it is a shiny, like it's different for everybody. Um, You defined yours. For me, I think it was twofold. One, it was notoriety. Um, And it was that like, I wanted to know I was helping somebody. And so I felt like in order to do that, it had to be big. Mm -hmm. Like it it had to be masses that I had to help, Mm -hmm. not just the one person. Mm -hmm. Um, so that was probably number one. And number two is just making sure that we are able to live this lifestyle that we want to live. So it was more like the lifestyle of what we wanted, but like also what, experiences and things we want for the kids Mm -hmm. and in the future Mm -hmm. so that was my shiny object it was like what was going to get me there and and chasing that Mm -hmm. but i even want to step back further because i did a post and i i don't know when my team is going to get this posted but it was talking about like i was always brought up to get the education and go get a job and work your way up in the job right saving your 401k be safe I'm using air quotes if you're watching this on YouTube be safe in your job Mm -hmm. right and I did that I did it for a long time until I realized like this isn't safe this isn't what I wanted but that's how I was brought up where you on the other hand it was more like be a tradesman go you know union Mm -hmm. and you didn't do that Mm -mm. and I did what I was like brought up to do but we both are now doing totally opposite
1: mm-hmm.
0: what we kind of were were shown. And so like our kids are growing up in a totally different light. Right. But I think that part of the fact that we are the the one in our family to kind of do something different. Mm-hmm. So we both are for sure. Um, I don't want to say it like we're black sheep, but we're <clears throat> definitely in our families, like the different one mm-hmm. that um I think that almost makes it like we're more um, opportunistic versus pessimistic.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah.
0: And I think that that can kind of. Uh,
1: that hurts the shiny objects. Exactly. That's <laughs> what I'm
0: trying to communicate here is that I feel it's like.
1: A, it's a it's a catch 22. It's a little double-edged sword, whatever you want to call it, because like the same optimism and enthusiasm and like drive that can make you succeed in a business can also hurt you. Mm-hmm. Making you chase too many things.
0: Yep. And that's that's what I think it's, you know, um is something that happens all the time. Like, for example, like I said, I have had this conversation more and more because I think this message needs to be said based upon the responses I'm getting, is that people will be like, I feel like I'm not doing enough. I see such and such, and again, social media, Chris mm-hmm. hates social media, but he's like, I, or the person I was speaking with was like, you know, I always feel like I'm behind, like I need to be doing this. Should I offer this service? Should we open this business? Should we do this? And now I'm like, no, Mm -hmm. no, because we did that for two decades of let's do this business. Let's okay. This one isn't working or we didn't give it enough time. Mm -hmm. And now we're over on this business or wow, look at this opportunity. We can go do that. So we were, kind of jumping around, Mm -hmm. always looking for that thing that was your shiny, that could get you to your shiny object that you wanted. And same thing for me.
1: Right. And well, that's one of the reasons why, since you brought it up, that I turn off, I turned off social media. I don't do anything on social media anymore because being a person who is a chronic shiny object syndrome person, I can't see that stuff. Like, mm-hmm. I know my limitation on that. Like, it, it's it's too tempting to just, so you just cut it out. Mm-hmm. I don't need to see it. I don't need to see that some person claims to be doing, running 10 businesses at one time and actually any of them are succeeding because you can't do that. You know, there's not a time of the day. Mm-hmm. Um, and then that just, you know, captures people's attention who are like, you yeah, know, they're go, They're often, like I just said, opportunistic, optimistic go-getters. And then they're like, oh, we can do that. Let's add that. Mm-hmm. and then it takes your focus off what you're actually doing.
0: No, totally. And it's funny because now I see some of those, I, I don't know, I, I'm going to hold off saying that for a second, but I I hear you on that. And that's something that I actually appreciated that you saw in yourself this year, because one of the things that I have embraced significantly since 2019 is just knowledge. I was like, holy cow, I made some really stupid expensive mistakes. And I don't want to do that again. And so I've been just consuming knowledge and listening. And so mine is in the form of books and podcasts, and I'm very selective on what I read and or listen to, but there's been podcasts that I've like been like, oh, Chris, will love this one. And I'll send it to you. And then I'll ask you if you've listened and you're like, no, I can't listen to that. (laughs) And so I stopped sending them to you because it was one of those things. Like I actually appreciated that you knew that was your limitation. And it's not a bad thing. You just knew like I'm staying focused. It was a choice to stay focused. So I was like, I'm not going to like push you to be like, you need to listen. You need to evolve. You need to change. That's not, I was sharing it because I thought you would like it, but I understood when you were like, no, I want to stay focused. Yeah.
1: And it's really been, it's actually been a year and a half, February, I think February, 2022 is when I turned off everything.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And he, I mean, he does, I i pin him down, put a road mic on him and get some content. Um, so he's on there because he has too much information not to share it. But I love that you're not consuming it because yeah. if it doesn't serve you, and I think that's something that, that shiny object syndrome, if you are that type of person, it's like, well, it, it doesn't know. serve
1: anyone. I don't think, I mean, I'm going to don't want to get too deep into like why I don't like it, but the whole, whole premise of it right now is, you know, it used to be the a p- way for people to connect and share pictures. And now it's just for people to one-up everyone, you know, what are we doing? What am I doing? I'm doing this. I'm doing that. I'm doing this. And that. And if you're not doing this, if you're not hustling, then you're not doing enough. And it's like, it's just gotten very it's more self-serving for the people posting than anything.
0: And again, like you, I, I'm not going to disagree with you at all. Um, I've unfollowed more people in the last probably, I don't know, 12 to 18 months. Because there was no service, just like you turned it off. I was like, this person doesn't serve me. doesn't make me feel good.
1: Right. So I'm not going to follow them. I actually like podcasts, like depends on the podcast, like something like, like the, the one, the one that you're referencing, I know what you're talking about. That's definitely not one I can listen to, <laughs> but other stuff when it's like related, like construction podcasts, like the one occasionally I'll pop in to see what they're doing on that and listen to that. Cause it's like, they are offering like value to what I do and maybe might bring up some things that. I'm not thinking about or things to keep myself focused going forward. But just this simple fact of just trying to kill time by scrolling and watching what people are doing, like that's, it that doesn't do anything for me. For personally. you. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just the time waste. And it's not
0: how you connect. Like that's no. not how the industry is. Like that's not how you I really don't even or...
1: think it's like really believe it's true connections. Anyways, people like to say it's connections, but it's still through a digital medium. It's not actually in, in personal, in person, looking at someone connection. It is a false connection that people think, oh, I got to be on social media and like everyone's post, So they see that I like it. So they like mine. It just, it's such a front. Um. <laughs> again, I'm not going to
0: disagree with you, but I will say that for me, I've actually made some few, far fewer than in person, but I've made some incredible connections just through social media, I'm thinking of three people right off the top of my head right now Mm -hmm. that I'm like, I, they, they don't live anywhere near me. I would have no reason to connect with them other than social. And when you start like listening and kind of like understanding and how they share information, I'm like, Oh, you're real. Oh, you get it. Mm -hmm. Because I do think that there is differences in the types of businesses that are out there, which provide different experiences and that's yeah. undeniable no
1: you're right you're right you know i agree i mean like i luckily i don't have i'm in an industry where i don't have to use it mm-hmm. because i know you want to use it i don't think they exactly. do anything for us go for it um but like i i get it if you're a restaurant or a salon or and you're trying to attract new customers you want to be out there showing what you guys are doing that's different than the quote-unquote influencer who's just you know Well,
0: but that's their job and horsewagling
1: like, brands. So they because they got a lot of followers.
0: <laughs> do you guys feel how much he loves? He loves social media, guys.
1: I had a business where I paid a lot of money for someone with it, over two, three million. I think it was three million followers to do a post, and it went nowhere. And it was directly to a target market. Nothing came from that, and it was a lot of money thrown down the drain, and it was not worth it. And it's a I don't know how long it's going to last like this. Eventually it's now that schools are offering degrees and being an influencer, it's going to become a commodity and it's just going to drive down the advertising rates and then it's going to go away in some form.
0: It's going to evolve. That's for sure. It's going
1: to evolve. That's, it's that's for what sure. Is. So but I think don't that... spend your time trying to be an influencer.
0: <laughs> no, stop. Our kids aren't listening to this show yet. <laughs> no, I, it, Yes. So I, I feel your perspective. I know firsthand your perspective and why you have it. I think that part of the shiny object is seeing through the muddied water of what is out there and being able to recognize, I literally had a phone call with someone today. And we talked about this very topic is like seeing through the muddied water. And, and once you see it, it's like, once you red pill, if you've seen matrix, you know, I talk about matrix, um, analogies all the time, but if you like red pill on seeing through the BS, then when people talk about like, oh, I've got this business and doing this and they're in, I don't know, this trip or with this car, you don't see that as much anymore, but like all this stuff, but you really listen in. You're like, they don't have, experience. like you can see through it. And then it's my choice. To be able to filter that out, true, you know, true. and that's what I want is like the shiny object is like, we literally have both had, I mean, I was in corporate and I had the shiny object. It, the, so let me actually step back for a second, because I think shiny object too, is like that big end goal. But even like my shiny object, when I was in corporate America was that next promotion. Mm-hmm. And so I would do things as learning opportunities where I was doing additional work for no additional pay for the potential of reaching my next shiny object level. Yeah. Right. So I think that that shiny object we're, we're originally talking about how many businesses we've started and this isn't gloating. There's been a lot of money, a lot of time, a lot of mess, Mm -hmm. some success, but like a lot. And so it's like sharing this lesson and and I want to make sure that we also speak to the people that are in jobs or are employees or parts of teams or even leading teams is that you understand like that shiny object um, is truly understanding like what it is mm-hmm. and staying focused on what's going to get you there, the activities that are going to get you there. And more often than not, I mean, we could even talk about and this is kind of a nice segue in because at the end of 2022, I had the horse breeding. Mm-hmm. I had the, the mentoring,
1: mm-hmm. um,
0: business. I also had the media company
1: mm-hmm.
0: and Brian contracting. Mm-hmm. You had another company like in the end
1: of 2022. I just had this. You, okay. But you were in 2023. Yeah. 2000 end of 2021 is when that was starting to shut down. Okay. But the bottom
0: line is, is I had the four, you had one other one and we shut it all down. Like by, like we shut it all down and we went all in on the construction company.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, mine was back. Like mine was six months before you or that. That's what I did. Like, well, it was, the everyday, it was already kind of it was going that way that was yeah. a year before, because yeah,
0: felt like we were still dealing with stuff at the end of it, but it was no,
1: well, no, yes, no, a little bit, no. End of two thousand twenty-two is when, like, there was still some like residual residuals of issues, yeah, that had happened, but uh, no, that was end of two thousand twenty-one.
0: No, it was twenty-two.
1: It was twenty-two. That was a year. You're right. <laughs> right. It was a year. It took a year for those residuals. Ladies, That's we're the
0: We don't forget. For shutting the right? active like, business. We don't forget.
1: Like there it you can do it quick, but if everything's not buttoned up, eventually down the road, things will come back.
0: Well, yeah. And even like different construction companies that you've had in various areas of construction, not in in what we're doing right now, like starting that, like just stuff. But yeah. the bottom line is, is we shut it all down. And it was really the end of 2022
1: for you. <laughs> I was 2021. <laughs> okay,
0: I think he's wrong.
1: No, awesome. we'll have to come
0: back. We'll have to do another episode and come back. But the, yeah. beside the point, the point is, is like we shut out, shut it all down, and it was the first time that we solely focused, right, and leaned on each other's strengths. And
1: my when I fo when I so March April 2020. Two mm-hmm. is when I was like, well, I had already shut the other stuff down and I was still in construction, but I was like, I, I, that's when I turned right before that's when I turned off social media and I said, I'm not looking at anything. I'm going, this is all I'm doing. And then that is when literally like, I don't want to say the floodgates had opened yet, but within three months after that is when everything that was, wasn't just sitting around doing nothing. We were marketing and we we're doing things and we we're trying to find business, but um, it's when I cleared my mind of everything. I wasn't running anything else. I gave 110% of this and it's, I don't where I'm at right now. I have no idea how anyone can say they run five successful businesses at one time and are as busy as me. Cause I don't have.
0: Well, I think for both of us, that's the thing is like, it was, it wasn't until I stopped everything else and just was like, that's it. Yeah. That I don't know how we could have done it together at all for between the business and the kids there's no way yeah and the thing was is for how many years i mean Jax is 13 mm-hmm. for how many years we were doing it mm-hmm. and so when you think back to it i can think back to even when i was chasing the shiny object in corporate that you know what suffered because usually when you're when you're spread so thin amongst different things relationships, your health, like that's what suffered. Mm -hmm. You know, I was so focused on getting the promotion that I was traveling 70% of the time and away from my kids when they were young. Mm -hmm. Such a stupid decision. But I can say that now looking back, like that wasn't smart. I understand where my head was before and doesn't make it okay.
1: This is why I think it's interesting to talk about the shiny object specifically, because I never thought when you said Shiny Object Syndrome. I always just like, you thought goal. I I thought more from an entrepreneurial side of it, not ever from a corporate side. Because well, corporate side, worked. like
0: yeah, yeah,
1: I know. the Corporate, like that's kind of like if you want to move up the ladder, I get it. Nothing that people who are working in corporate, you want to, you want to, whatever, you want a promotion, you want bonuses or something like that. That's kind of like comes with the territory. But I think of it specifically as the person who's out there who's an entrepreneur, or the person you had mentioned you talked to in these meetings you go to, that they're like, I feel like I'm not doing enough because the people I see that I value their opinion, I see where they're at and I want to be there too, are doing X, Y, and Z and I'm not doing X, Y, and Z. And so that right there to me is more related towards the, the what people see through the media that they consume from this, like, because I'm guilty of it too. And that's why I had to turn it off is that people tend to make things look easier than they are. 100%. People tend to embellish everything that they're doing. A lot of times and listen to me, people out there, People will tell you they're making a million or two million a year, but they're most likely probably giving you revenue numbers, not actual profit numbers. And that's one of the tricks right there. She's like, man, that person's making a million dollars a year doing that. And you don't really understand that. Yeah, but they spent $995,000 in expenses to make that million. So they really made nothing. But you spend all your time then chasing that shiny object only to learn that I can't make any money at this. It's taken up too much of my time. And now I've wasted two years of my life this sucks
0: i i mean there's like a lot to talk about there i think <laughs> it's like got you heated up you're like ready Um, uh, mm-hmm. i think i think there's a lot of different things there and i, I don't want to necessarily say one is right or wrong it's just based upon experience Yeah. and so like for me it, it was corporate it was the the shiny object but then I saw right through it. I red-pilled on corporate and really what it was. Mm -hmm. But then it was like, oh, well, I can open up this restaurant and open up this franchise and I'm going to do this. I'm going to be the first one in Arizona to do it. And it's going to be so much fun and so great. And I can connect with community and it I'll be able to help all these, you know, kids and people that are working for us like get started in their careers. Mm -hmm. And, I would say probably one of my best memories of of that was actually helping one of our employees get a different job when he was graduating college. Oh, yeah. You remember that? I like coached him on how to negotiate his first job. And and that's when I started like being like, what the hell am I doing? Like the notoriety of it is not that special. And so my shiny object, and I I think we're using this term kind of interchangeably a couple of ways of like, (laughs) that's where you're, you're... of like the goal, but the I'm glad where this conversation is going, quite honestly, because I feel like shiny object, I always looked at what was the fastest way to get to the goal. Mm -hmm. So if it was this shiny object, go. But then when you look and you're like, oh, well, it isn't what it was shown to me as. So, okay, now I'm going to go over to this shiny object and this one's going to do it, but I'm not going to let go of this one. I'm going to have all these other businesses, all these other things. And when you like, look at a piece of pie, What's dedicated to each one, there's nothing left. And so you are only giving a fraction of you to each one.
1: Mm-hmm. Of, of course, Of course, it's not going to be successful, hence why franchises are successful selling franchises because they're they're everything is marketing and all this stuff is towards people who are in a position where they're, where can I do something to make money and not have to be there? And, that's what's the hot new thing in the franchise market for example donuts mm-hmm. and that's a shiny object and oh my god think about the lifestyle look at that guy's lifestyle he's driving he's driving a ferrari mm-hmm. that's that is just that's like a you know that's a actual brick and mortar version of a a shiny object as opposed to like more of the digital ones that you see now yeah you know, which is just you know all the stuff and then you then the funny thing is you that's the old, the old saying. What was it? The um, the only people that made money during the gold rush was the one selling the shovels and the pitchforks. Mm. Because the shiny object was go out and dig for gold and get rich. But the guy who actually made the money was the one selling the pitchfork. So when you look at the shiny object of, oh, I can be an influencer and make a bunch of money, or oh, I can do dropshipping and Coaching. Make money, or I can be a coach and make a bunch of money. It's the people who are selling the course on how to be a coach, the people who are selling the course on how to drop shit that are actually making the money.
0: Mm, that's an interesting perspective mm-hmm. when do you think that hit you though that you like could see that because I know that we couldn't see that
1: before we were on the other end um I just I've seen that from the outside in because mine was more like some of the stuff I'm trying to think of some of all the stuff you know the funny thing is like I like look back and I'm like I didn't really do I only did like one or I think two things online Two things were in line. One, I really believed in. It just was a wrong timing. That mm-hmm. was in the commercial real estate industry. Yes. Bad market. True. Um, the most recent one, though, was more like, uh, you know, there was, a, it was like that old thing. There was an opportunity to say, like, hey, there's no competitors. Like, I can, I can do this better. Right?
0: Yeah. And there's mm-hmm.
1: a huge market out there and people will come to us no problem. Right. No. And that's not the case. <laughs> not, not the case at all. We'll have to talk about the these
0: businesses a different time because there's like too many, but. Uh, yeah um, we definitely have a lot of experience of starting different things and creating websites, technology,
1: yeah,
0: and seeing I think one thing that we were both really good at was seeing it was it was not just seeing the opportunity but seeing the need. Mm-hmm. So we could see we understood an industry that we participated in. Me, it was horses. You, it was commercial real estate. We both understood these industries intimately. And we saw a need to be able to service those that we worked with Mm -hmm. essentially. But it was like for mine, I, at first, that it's like, I'm trying to teach someone in, you know, the 1900s, how to use a computer and it wasn't the right timing. Right. Well, it's like, and for you, it was like, they,
1: well, it's like John says, don't create a solution to a problem that doesn't exist.
0: mm -hmm, That's mm -hmm. it. Mm
1: -hmm. (laughs) it's that simple
0: well we thought it was a problem though
1: because in our mind
0: but i don't know that i necessarily yeah i thought it was a problem yeah now when i think about it
1: but no one really wants the solution
0: well and here's the thing that neither one of us did too because we really didn't we didn't know any better was any market research yeah i mean mine was both of them were some a long of it's very ago. difficult
1: like for an example like the one we did recently like there's companies that claim to have so many members on those sites I think they're so far off they're so far inflated and I don't think it's true at all
0: well it's they don't have to prove it no. right they're all part privately no. held so it TVs.
1: looks again it looks like these companies were like killing it. it in and killing it and really ultimately you know and I, what I proves I, it as they come after somebody who is done <laughs>
0: <laughs> Nothing, <laughs> but i mean it's funny because like now i can look back at it and you're like what the hell are we thinking on like certain ones i saw where our heart was and where we like wanted to do it but we didn't have the background to do the market research to define who the you know target client could have been or user could have been mm-hmm. and seeing if there really was a need i mean i think that's the biggest thing yeah that
1: well, as like to like an entrepreneur, like, again, you're like a driver. You want to get going, get out there, get, you know, get the business off the ground. It's you're, exciting. It's exciting. You know, i have to spend two years doing market research, like the, the market will pass you by because with the other, again, I'm not going to keep saying things that because <laughs> if you have one good idea. If you think you have a good idea with the amount of entrepreneurs out there, you can guarantee there's probably 50 other people working on the same exact idea, if not idea, if not better at the same time. But
0: I don't think, but but I don't think that's a reason not to do it. No. I don't think that's a reason not to do it because like if it's something that truly it, you have the knowledge, you've done the research, it is a need, and there's room for competition, then I think that should happen. There's enough business out there.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, <laughs> it depends on the industry marketing, because I marketed in one that there was but millions of opportunities <laughs> out there, and I got A (laughs) hundred. So.
0: (laughs) It's it's very true. With a very very
1: targeted marketing campaign. And that should have worked. But it didn't, so.
0: It didn't and whatever, here we go. Move on to the next one. But I think one thing um, too is like we, the excitement as entrepreneurs, right? And I feel like that term is almost sort of used. I like using business owners as like someone that sees needs that we want to fill it's hard sometimes to like curb it. Yes. To stop and be like, wait a minute. And I think that we've only gotten good at it is because the exciting part is starting. Mm-hmm. It's really starting. It was starting from scratch. It's so exciting. You can see the potential. You've run the performance. It's like, let's do this. The money is there. We're on the way. Um, the notoriety for me is there. Like, let's do it. And then it gets hard and it's like, well, this isn't fun anymore Hmm. and I don't want to stop or I'm going to stop. Right. And then start the new exciting fun. It's like that dopamine hit every day of the new Mm -hmm. versus staying in the muddy, in the gross, in the hard stuff. Yeah. And I think that that's another muscle. So not only like filtering out like you did, Of what to take in. Mm -hmm. I swear each year, I shared this today with my friend I spoke to on the phone is like each year, I feel like I read pill on something else where I'm like, oh, I see right through that now. Mm -hmm. But I had to get the experience. I had to get the life experience to be able to see that and being able to like filter it. I think is super important.
1: It's a good, uh, like being able to start a business like nowadays and the time we live in, you can literally start a business overnight is a good thing, but it's also a bad thing because you can literally start a business overnight. And meaning that the shiny object stuff becomes a lot easier to jump into because it takes, you know, 80, 90 bucks to file from LLC, free at EIN, open up a bank account, put some money into Facebook ads and let it go mm-hmm. or whatever you're doing. You know what I mean? Like back in like decades ago, to start a business when the internet wasn't around, Mm -hmm. it was a lot more involved, a lot more, I think, research, a lot more capital intensive. Like it tended, I kind of look back at times when I'm thinking about stuff sometimes that it made people focus more because there was so much more on the line. Yes. Like it wasn't like, oh, I'm going to, you know, would you start manufacturing business, construction business, um, maybe an insurance business or something like that, real estate business. But it was like, it took a lot more effort and dedication to be able to get it off the ground Mm -hmm. that it's a lot harder to walk away from. Mm -hmm. And so you're willing to put more work into it.
0: Well, and I think you had to, you had no other option. Um, in that book I'm reading right now, it's, it's a book and it's escaping me. It is truly escaping me, um, on Warren Buffett. And it literally starts back to like him as a child. Mm -hmm. And now he's just, he's in college. And I, it was funny because just learning about him, uh, is, is obviously very interesting, but the time of year that he was doing like the times Mm -hmm. then, right. So like the 1940s, the 1950s, he was trading stocks since he was, I think eight years old. Like he has always been in it, but one thing that he heard about in college, and I'm deeply paraphrasing, I think it was called snowball is the book. I think I'm deeply paraphrasing this, but he wanted to learn about what it, we now know as GEICO, but back when it first got started, mm-hmm. it was trading for like $40 a share. It was brand new. It was the first one of its kind to kind of offer that low cost insurance. What did he do? He got on a train, took the train over there, went to the office, knocked on the door. The security guard, he had like some crazy story. The security guard uh, tells the one of the head's Executives in the building, they let him in for like a ten minute conversation because I think he was saying like a research report for school or something. Has like a four hour conversation with an executive at GAICO. Mm-hmm. You can't do that anymore. Mm-hmm. And like he then went back and went all in, and it was like having. I I'm reading this and I'm like, how cool would it be back in the day to be able to do that? Mm-hmm. You know, to try and get to some of these executives that are doing big things. I don't want to, I don't want a blanket statement. It's not possible to connect with them because I hear stories again, stories all day long. I haven't had the experience, but it's just not something that happens too often. Mm -mm. Not that it did back then, but no way could you get in there. I mean, who knows what would happen at this point? Yeah. And I think what you're saying, there's just more on the line. There was more calculated decisions maybe then just like go for it. Yeah. Cause that is the message I do see from a lot of people. I'm, I'm weeding through kind of my community and following and I'm so protective right now of my ears and my heart and my eyes, because I want to know, or I should say, I, <laughs> I want to know what I'm consuming and like how it's going to affect my decisions. Mm-hmm. I think it's incredibly important because like you said, people can, I think anywhere, even without social media, talk the talk, but you can't really like always see through yeah. whether they've walked it.
1: Right. hundred percent. Very easy to say like, you know, for like, it's like the old, it's like, you know, hiring a life coach who's 18 years old.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> yes, I know. Okay. I mean, they could help a 16 year old, <laughs> but I don't, I, mean, I don't know. Yeah, there's just a lot of things that I see right now. And I I think that's one of the gifts of actually being in our 40s mm-hmm. is we we have nothing handed to us, nothing, everything we've built or lost has been on our own.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But it's like an incredible experience and an education. Yeah. And that's I mean, that's why I started this podcast is because I think it's if Going back to the notoriety for me, I don't even know if you and I have really talked in depth about this, but like with the show, it's like I'm literally who can I help? Who can I help? And if it's one person, great. Mm-hmm. Like if you don't make the same freaking damn mistake I did buying into this franchise that ended up going fraudulent and misrepresentation, and we lost a ton of money, had to shut it all down, it was a big debacle. I would, I would gladly save even my worst enemy from that. Hmm. That was not, that was not a fun experience. Yeah. So I think it's like sharing these stories and these experiences. I personally think is an incredibly important. Agreed. Agreed. (laughs) So if you were like looking back, thinking back to some of the businesses how long ago do you think you would have shut some stuff down?
1: Uh, um like looking back over the last 10 years.
0: I mean, we could start with 10 years. I like
1: the funny thing is you brought up an interesting point because like about Warren Buffett, because what I was doing when my goal was to be in real estate development was mm-hmm. meeting people, went to job sites, flew with big developers and got into commercial real estate. Like I was recommended to get into to learn. And what came along? Internet business. Mm, Shiny object. Well, it wasn't shiny at the time because it was. Yeah. I mean, internet businesses were out there. But it wasn't like it, what it went from, from like 2015 to now, mm-hmm. like things really blew up over the last eight years, internet business wise. In that 2010, you right? had some kind of like really cool ideas that were coming out. It was just kind of like, it's an infancy stage in certain things. Like that's when I started, we, I had the CRM system. Yeah, I know. Base year. And then we started um, local office space. And, but that was like, the start of where my shiny object syndrome kicked in. And this is why I go back to like, if that wasn't there, would I have just stayed in development of real estate construction and doubled down on that and um, went that path went down that path. Um probably. But it became I became very good and efficient at being able to start businesses.
0: Yes, you did. You did. I um
1: so then I pretty much just jumped over a decade.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but I mean I think that it's, it's kind of funny to look back and be like, Oh yeah, that was it. That yeah. was the the time that it happened. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I don't know. I feel like since shutting down the restaurant for me was, that's where I was. I I think I was just in such a, like a hole, such a, like a, a gutter, a Valley that I was like, just what is going to get me out of this? Mm-hmm. Like, and really looking, looking, looking. Doesn't mean I wasn't doing like the shiny object or, and I think in in corporate, it was like, which role can I have, you know?
1: A lot of times the shiny object too could be uh, running from pain. A hundred percent. It could be just. Well, I think each
0: person is different. Either
1: you run to
0: the prize or you're running away from
1: pain. Right. Which I think sometimes I think it starts out that way. I I don't know just speak for myself, but like, I could totally see like, you you know, you're tired of doing this you're, this, you're kind of trying to run away from what you're doing. And all of a sudden this opportunity pops up and you just jump on it.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, I mean, that's what happened to me mm-hmm. is like, I was running from pain in that one. And it was a fully emotional decision, mm-hmm. which going back now was like, holy cow, I've learned not to do that. I actually just recorded a podcast episode on this very thing um hmm. that should come out before this one but we'll see um but i think that i don't know i think it's defining what the shiny object is and recognizing it but all i can say is that now that we've lived both sides of the coin on it is
1: mm-hmm. holy
0: cow putting all your focus on one thing is so much better yeah and whatever you have to do to like curb the, the, put your blinders on like racehorse blinders on that you can just stay focused on the goal is, is do it. Like I've had two people recently be like, oh my gosh, you should have a course or what are you doing? You should be doing this, or you should be doing that. And I'm, I sit there and I think about it. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I could help these people. I could do this. I could. Yeah. And then I'm like, no, like, I just, I get excited. And then I'm like, no, I don't want to pull the time away from this. And for me now, it's very easy. I, I had another conversation earlier today, um, kind of like a connection call with somebody that I met recently. And I was like, no, I'm the she's like, you should offer this or do and I'm like, no, actually, because it's so easy for me to look at the value of the time that I spend into this business and what the return is versus doing anything else. Mm-hmm. So, it's like a very easy financial decision for me to be like, no, my time, I make more money staying focused here. Right. And that gets us towards our goal.
1: Right. There'll be a time and a place, like, it's not the right time. There'll be a time and a place for you to do that stuff mm-hmm. or for anyone to do that stuff. Like, that's kind of why, like, I guess out of any of the people like I respect the most that um, offer services or products or different types of memberships and stuff are probably like Andy Seller and Ed Milette. Only because like those guys have really, truly spent a lot of years walking the walk. And like, you know, like Andy's got his, his podcast and, you know, as the CEO of a company doing billions of dollars a year, whatever like that, he's put in the time and effort and also the built, the the foundation and the team to be able to put him on the top to determine the direction they want to go, which allows him to do things like the podcast or do these other things to give back. Totally. I guarantee, I don't know how long he's been doing it for, but probably less than 10 years, 12, 15 years ago, he didn't have time to do a podcast because he was putting everything he had into building that company. Mm -hmm. And if you have time, if you have a business and you have time to start another business or you have time to do a course or have time to do something on the side, then you're not putting enough effort or time into the business you have right now. That's what I believe. If you've got that extra time, then that extra time should be spent building the business that you're focused on. Yep. That's it. Then you don't have to worry about having the five different businesses and the five different things and like this and this and this all while you're sitting on the beach drinking a martini running five businesses on 30 minutes a day doesn't exist (laughs) doesn't very, 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 very few far between that exists.
0: Well, and I think just like
1: becoming a, a, a basketball player or a football player. It's a very, very, very rare opportunity to become that.
0: But they put in the time beforehand.
1: Maybe. Maybe they just got lucky. And that's what makes people mean, object I syndrome. Think, well,
0: I think like, right, like Silicon Valley made that happen for a lot of different people. Yeah. But I, I don't know. I think it's like if someone has put in the time and loves the game of building business, they'll never really stop anyway. Mm-hmm. So that person, that's part of like seeing through the BS, right? That person that is showing like sitting... Say on the beach drinking a martini with their five businesses. It's like actually no, like the person that really loves working, like loves the business, is going to continue working the business mm-hmm. no matter what. Yeah,
1: but <laughs> I want to look up. I, wanna, I heard this. I wish I had known what the uh, actual saying was, but I really wanted to say this. Um...
0: Well, one of the things that I think that is very powerful about the show is just sharing those lessons of what happened in the past. And here's what I would do again. Here's what I would not do again. And for me, I always loved the, the thrill of the ride and the dangly carrot. I was actually almost kind of raised with a carrot in front of me. So I always kind of went to that, Yeah, to that, but for me, the one time that I was running away from something, looking for a shiny object, it blew up in my face. That being said, I know there are other people out there that actually are better running away from pain than
1: <laughs> sorry.
0: <laughs> I know other people out there are running away from pain rather than <laughs> um, you know, running to a carrot. And one of the things with the shiny object syndrome, let's call it, mm-hmm. is understanding which one you are,
1: Yeah.
0: right? Because for us, it's, we're definitely carrot folks. And so it's like, we're always looking for the shiny thing. We're not running away from the pain. We're looking to what we can go to. Mm-hmm. And I think that's where shiny object can really get all over the place. Right. And, and, and that's because we're, I guess, carrot people versus the the pain, the stick. Mm -hmm. so um i know i know some people that are very successful that are stick people they do not want to be where they were in the past
1: Mm -hmm. the quote i want to say because it's relevant to this is that this because this goes the shiny object syndrome is i heard this the other day amateurs train this is more like training but you can put it towards like work Mm -hmm. amateurs train until they get it right professionals train until they cannot get it wrong And so to me, that is like, if you are working in your business and you feel like it's in a good spot and then you jump and say, oh, I can do something else, or I can add another thing, or here's the shiny thing I can jump into. You're an amateur Mm. A professional is going to take that time that they can, and they're going to invest it back into the business that they're in and focus until that business is running so good that it can't be wrong. Yep.
0: Yeah think we're going to end it right there all right. on that, because I think that's a pretty powerful quote and you can apply it to anything. Um, that I think is the, why we wanted to talk about this subject. And I think the more masterful you can become at your craft, the better for all involved, not only you, the relationships, but actually the people that you serve, because if you get too misaligned in chasing those carrots or shiny objects, you're really disservicing, not only yourself, but those people that you're trying to help. Mm -hmm. So
1: and you're not fulfilling your purpose.
0: Oh, we're going to save that for another one, but thank you so much for tuning in. Um, If this kind of hit a chord with you, because like I said, I've literally had this conversation. I I can't even more than I can count on one hand with various business owners And they're like, once I share it, they're like, thank you so much. I was going to do this, but I'm going to focus on this. Like they, they realign, refocus on the main thing and staying with that main thing, I think is so important. So I wanted to share this with you. If it inspired you to stay focused, be the hero for someone else, share it with them as well. And don't forget podcasting. It's so important. The reviews. So the more that you can actually review, share it and review the better it can be in reaching this message can reach other people just like us. So I highly appreciate that. And it only takes a couple seconds. Don't forget, tune in twice a week and we'll see you next time.